Today, I want to talk to you about a love story. Next week, I want to talk to you about a lost story. Excited about this series, Everything Christmas. As as we look at a love story today, as I was just thinking and pondering this week, it was interesting as as I looked at some, some, some statistics about a love story, and, and here's what I, I come to the conclusion, is that our society enjoys a good love story. You see, over the past five years, romance fiction book sales has exceeded 1.3 billion, billion dollars. In 2009, romance fiction books were the number one selling topic. Selling sales were 1.37 billion in 2009. The, the, the second highest selling category was religion and inspiration, and it sold 770 million. So 1.3 billion for romance fiction novels, and 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 770 million for religion and inspiration. I mean, it, it's easy to see that love stories are are far more popular books than, than most books that are sold today. And on top of the books, we also know that, that, that Hollywood, they spend millions and millions of dollars a year to, to, to produce love story movies, blockbuster movies. And many of us, we have seen throughout the years, you've, you've been in the movie theater and you've seen those, those Hollywood blockbuster movies and Love stories are, are so popular in our society. But can I tell you what? The greatest love story of all. It wasn't written by a great writer, a prolific, profound writer who writes romance novels. It wasn't produced by a Hollywood director and sewn on the big screens. And that's not how this story happened. The greatest love story of all is when God the Father sent his only son into the world on that Christmas day. You see, that's what Christmas is all about. It's a great love story that Jesus was born through a lady named Mary who was a virgin, and she gave birth to Jesus who lived a perfect and sinless life. And he died on the cross of Calvary for my sins and your sins. And Christmas is all about that baby Jesus. And can I tell you why God sent Jesus? It's a love story. It's a love story that God sent Jesus as he looked down in this world and he saw a broken, hurting, lonely, sin-sick world. And Jesus, God the Father, sent Jesus to rescue us from our sin, to rescue us from our brokenness, to rescue us from our lives being shattered in a million pieces by sin. Friends, that's the greatest love story of all. And I want to talk to you about this love story today. I'm going to talk to you from what I believe, and many of you would as well, is the most popular verse in the Bible. And yet I believe probably the most impactful verse in all of Scripture. My first point is this, as we look at this love story, the greatest love story of all, and that is God loves. God loves. I want us to look at John chapter 3 and verse 16. 
you're watching online, we're glad to have you as we look and worship together and study God's word on the greatest love story of all. John 3 and verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. For God so loved. Everybody shout loved. Now, I want you to catch this today. God loves the world. You see, there are people who believe that God is mad at humanity. There are people who will be, that believe and that teach that God is, is hateful. He's upset with mankind. He hates mankind. He's doing evil stuff to mankind because he's mad at the world. But that couldn't be further from the truth. You see, God loves the world. God loves people. And not only does God love, but let's take it a step further. Not only does God love, but God is love. I want to change some of your concepts of God today, your views of God, that he's mad and he's upset and he hates you. He's mad at you. That, that couldn't be further from the truth. God loves you and God, God, friends, he is love. First John chapter 4 and verse 7 through 8 says this, dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. A lot of truth and a lot of insight there. Love comes from God. We don't manufacture it. We didn't come up with it. We didn't create it. Love comes from God. Listen, love is altered. He, God altered love. He created love. He founded love. Love comes from God. It says, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Verse 8, whoever does not love does not know God. Now check this out. Because God is love. That's who he is, his very essence, his very being. God is love. And hear me today, Christmas happened because God is love. God sent Jesus not because he's mad or he's upset or he hates the world. He sent Jesus because God is love. God loves. There's a second thing that I want you to see with this greatest love story. Not only does God, God loves, but number two is this, God loves you. God loves you. John 3 and verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. The Bible says God so loved. Everybody shout so. Yeah, I like that. God so loved the world. You see, for many people, it's easy for them to believe that God loves the world. For many people, it's easy for them to believe that God loves people. The difficult thing for a lot of people is to believe that God loves them. What I want you to understand today is that God loves you. Matter of fact, God doesn't just love you. God so loves you. God so loved the world. That's you and that's me. And many people have a difficult time believing that God personally loves them. You know what people say, you know, well, Herbert, I mean, how could God love me? Look at all the mistakes I've made. I've blown it. I've messed up not just once, not just twice. I've messed up hundreds 
thousands, tens of thousands of times. How could God love me? And you know, oftentimes why people struggle with, with God loving them is because we know ourselves better than anybody else. We know our shortcomings, our mistakes, our flaws, our faults. We know the hidden things, the secret things. We know things about us that nobody else knows. We think, how could God love me? I've messed up so many times. I've got secrets. I've got hidden things. I've got things that I wish nobody would hope nobody ever uncovers or discovers. And and yet God knows about these things. Herbert, I've made mistake after mistake. How could God love me? And I want you to know God loves you just like you are. Just like you are. As a matter of fact, God loves you, mistakes and all. God loves you. Now, religion says God's mad at you, but I'm telling you, that's not what the Bible says. God's not mad at you. God loves you. The scripture says it like this in Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8. It says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this, in this While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God God shows his love for us, that he loves us just like we are, that while we were still, everybody shall steal. I like that. Not when we got it all together. But while, while we were still sinners, God loved us. He gave us Jesus to die on the cross for us. Let me make it personal. When you were smoking crack cocaine, some of you, while you're still smoking crack cocaine, when you used to drink, some of you, when you're still getting drunk, while you were still a sinner, Christ, God loved you so much, he sent Christ on that Christmas morning when you were cheating and maybe, maybe in prison for, for, for embezzlement or, 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 or hurting somebody or doing something wrong or maybe bound on pornography or, or gossiping. God, God so loved you that while you were still a sinner, he sent his son when you were greedy and maybe bitter, your, your heart full of hate when you were sleeping around, when your heart was full of pride while you were still a sinner. God loves you so much. Say, I love you so much. I love you just like you are. I'm so in love with you. I so love the world. And I'm going to send my son. And I'm doing it because I love you. I want to take it a step further. Not only does God love you just like you are, God loves you unconditionally. He loves you unconditionally. John 3 and verse 16 says, God so loves the world. In other words, God so loves you. God so loves me. Now, now here's the question. Here's the thing we wrestle with. Here's the thing we have to ponder. Here's the thing we grapple with is, is why? God, why do you so love the world? God, why do you so love me? Why? And the answer is this. The answer, don't miss this. The answer is this. Just because. Just, why does God love you? Just because. It's an unconditional love, just because. Now, many of us, we can't fathom unconditional love. Many of us in this room today, we, we grew up in a home, we grew up in a culture, we grew up in a surrounding that taught us conditional love. And so to try to fathom unconditional love, it's hard for us. We can't even fathom it. Some of you grew up in a home where, where your parents, you had to earn their love. You see, conditional love says this, I love you if. 
Now, unconditional says, I-, I love you just because. But conditional love says, I love you if. And some of you grew up in a home like that. You grew up in a surrounding like that. You grew up in an environment. I love you if you make good grades. I love you if you obey me. I, I-, I-, I love you if you do good at the sport. I love you if you have the right friends. I love you if you make dad and mom look good. And, and it's, this, it's this conditional love. And we start to think our heavenly father operates like our natural father or mother or culture or society or teacher or, or, or coach. But that's not how God operates. God loves you unconditionally just because. You know, I, I, I'm a pretty mushy guy, especially with my kids and my wife and a day doesn't go by that I don't tell them I, I love them. And, and one of the things that, that I do from time to time with my kids, I, I'll just be talking to them, maybe all four of them. I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. And, and I'll just sit down sometimes individually or sometimes with all four of them. I say, you know, Daddy loves you. I say, guys, do you know why I love you? You know why I love you. And they'll smile and look at Daddy. I say, I love you just because. I love you because you're just a Cooper kid. Not because you've done anything good or bad. I just love you. You're, you're my kid. So daddy just loves you just, just like you are. And to watch them light up and, and smile. But I just want them to know daddy loves you unconditionally. I just love you because you're my kid. One of the things that I so love about my, my marriage and my relationship with, with Tiffany and the thing that, one of the things that blows me away about our, our marriage and about my wife is that my wife loves me unconditionally. It really does. Here's what blows me away is Tiffany loves me just like I am. And I know what some of you are thinking. Well, it'd be easy to love you. Oh, see, that's where you're wrong. Because, see, you see me at my best. My wife gets to see me. With morning breath, upset, impatient. Come on, I'm strong-willed, headstrong. I'm opinionated. I mean, I, I got my quirks, and my wife loves me. And it blows me away that I get to go home every day to a, a lady who loves me just like I am. Don't get me wrong. She got to put up with some stuff. I'm not perfect. Amen. She, I, I get under her skin sometimes. She gets irritated, but she loves me. And that blows me away. And the love that I have for my kids, unconditional, and the love my wife has for me and I have for her, can I tell you, that can't compare to the love of God, that God loves you unconditional. I mean, let me tell you, I love my kids, but that can't compare to how much God loves you just like you are. My wife loves me, mistakes and all, but that can't compare to the love that God has for you. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Some of you today, You need to accept the fact that God loves you. And that's tough for some of you. But I'm telling you, you need to accept and receive the love of God. God loves you. Why, Herbert? Just because. But Herbert, I've messed up. It doesn't matter. God loves you. Why, Herbert? I haven't been been a good boy. God just loves you. Just because. Can you receive that today? But Herbert, what about my my dad? It doesn't matter. He's not like your dad. What about mom? What about grandpa? grandma? What about what they did? God's not like that. God is love. And he loves. Herbert, I faced abuse. God's not like that. God's not abusive. He loves you. He cares for you. And today, sir, 
Today, ma'am, I want you to know that your heavenly father loves you. Herbert, I'm not a Christian. God loves you. God loves you. There's a third thing that I want you to know. Third thing that I want you to know. And that God loves you so much he gave. God loves you so much he gave. The Bible says in John 3 and verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Hear me today. Love is never content to simply exist. Love must act. Love is an action word. Love proves itself by what it does. Listen, love that does nothing is a phony. Love that gives nothing is is a gimmick. You see, God didn't just talk about how much he loved us. He did something. He gave something. He sent Jesus to live and to die for our sins. And not because we're worthy, but because he loves us and love must act. It must act. God so loved you. He so loved you. He so loved you that he gave. He did something about it. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 echoes this same truth. I read it to you momentarily a few moments ago, but, but I want to read it again from a, a different perspective and lens. It says, but God demonstrates his own love. God proves his own love. God shows his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Friends, love must act, and God gave. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 9 through 10 says, this is how God showed his love. This is how God proved his love. This is how God demonstrates his love among us. He sent, he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he Loved us and he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Love must act for God so loved the world that he gave personally. God so loves you that he gave his son Jesus. God did something about it. He didn't see you and I in our mess, in our sin, in our brokenness and say, well, I love you, but I'm doing nothing about it. That's not God. Because agape love, the God kind of love, it acts. And some of you are thinking, Herbert, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, for me, I can maybe think of my neighbor, maybe a coworker, maybe somebody on another, another continent, uh, another country. But, 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 but Herbert, God so loves me that he sent Jesus? Yes, for you. For you. The Bible says it like this in John 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes. Everybody shout, whoever. Oh, that's good news, church. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Whoever. Can I tell you, whoever is you. Whoever is me. It's the high 
and the low. It's the rich and the poor. It's the bad and the good. Whoever, it's the happy and the sad. It's the black and the white. It's the brown and the yellow. It's the neat and the messy, messy or nasty. It's, it's whoever, it's the weak and the strong. It's the wise and the foolish. It's the tall and the short. It's those who have it together and those who don't have it together. Whosoever believes, it's for everybody. God so loved the world. That he gave his only son that whoever. That's good news in this place today. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. God loves you. God sent his son to save you and to forgive you. I want you to hear me today. Contrary to what sometimes religion says, God did not send his son into this world to condemn you, to knock you upside your head. God didn't send his son to this world to put his finger in your face and say, look at you, you nasty heathen, you sinner, you wretched sinner, you. That's not why God sent his son. Now, religion says that crazy stuff, but that you don't find that in the scripture. God didn't send his son to condemn you. The Bible says it like this in John 3 and verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn you, to condemn the world. But why? Why? To save the world through him. See, God so loves you. He sent his son not to condemn you, but to save you. God wants to save you. Sir, ma'am, God wants to forgive you. Herbert, you don't know what I've done. God so loves you. He so wants to wash away your sin. He so wants to save you. And can I tell you the great thing about our God? Let me tell you about this awesome love. It's so awesome that God did everything. We messed up everything, and he fixed everything. We blew it, but he found a remedy for us. And that's what Christmas is all about. God looked out, and love compelled him. As he saw sinners, as he saw broken and hurting, and messed up and addicted people. So I gotta do something. They messed it up. They're messing up their lives. And that Christmas morning, Jesus was born. Not because you were worthy, but because God loves you. And Jesus lived. A perfect, a sinless, a flawless life. Not because you were worthy, but because he loves you. And Jesus got on a cross. Nails pierced his hands and his feet. Not because you were worthy, but because he loves you. And he hung and he bled and he died not because you were worthy but because he loves you he was buried in a borrowed tomb God the father turned his back on him he said father forgive them for what they've done not because you were worthy but because he loves you 
And on the third day, God the Father's power entered the tomb. And Jesus got up on the third day with all power in his hands. And today, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And he's ready to forgive you, not because you're worthy, but because he loves you today. I don't care what religion has told you. I don't care what situation you're in today. I don't care what sin you're in today. God loves you. And whoever believes will receive everlasting life. Would you close your eyes with me right now?